0: A podcast to honor the
1: gods. This This better better come come with with a sacrifice.
0: sacrifice. Dave X Media.
2: Harry was a hero in the Gryffindor common room that night. Daringly, Fred and George had put an enlargement charm on the front cover of the quibbler and it hung on the wall so that Harry's giant head gazed down upon the proceedings, occasionally saying things like, Eat dung, Umbridge, in a booming voice. Welcome to the restricted section of very, very, very pro-trans rights, Harry Potter slander, Harry Potter book club podcast. If you haven't done the reading, don't worry, we did it for you. Here's what we're talking about this week. Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, Chapter 26, Seen and Unforeseen. It's another miscellaneous chapter. It's almost like there's perhaps like one too many things going on in this book. But Harry's article by Rita Skeeter in the Quibbler comes out and it's all anyone can talk about, even though it's immediately banned. Cho likes Harry again, I guess. Um, Harry makes some progress in occlumency, but not like forward progress. It's more like weird sideways progress, but that's better than he usually does, I suppose. And finally, when Umbridge tries to throw Trelawney out on the street, Dumbledore shows up to put the bitch in her place. Did anybody listen to yesterday's episode? Not yet.
1: Uh, was that the one you were telling me about where you did a, a baby voice for ten minutes to was conceal really the funny. fact that you had a, a cold?
2: Haley, yeah, Haley. I don't have any regrets. It was really funny. No regrets.
0: I fucking no regrets went for whatsoever. it and it worked out, guys. God Andrew, God
2: damn it. you're muted. Oh, it's cool. You can stay that way for the episode if you want to. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Too late. Fans divided evenly on whether it was an improvement or a uh, reduction of uh, uh, overall quality to have Andrew just be the the entire episode.
2: The energy is great already.
0: (laughs) All right, people, let's get it going. Three marks deep.
2: Three
1: marks deep. (laughs) (laughs) We're doing great.
0: Was Andrew drunk? No, no, we don't need that. We 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 don't don't
2: know we're good. He's our control.
0: Standard issue is about what you want with him. If you start getting too much more.
1: <laughs> Awful state of affairs. Andrew is our control. <laughs> <laughs> we're
2: good. Wait, we've done the. Oh, no. I remember it was you. Haley, you and me and Brooke were doing a bonus episode and Andrew had like a, his power was out or something randomly and he couldn't come. And we kept being like, if Andrew were here, everything would be good and balanced. <laughs> <laughs> We tried to Well because one of the episodes was trivia and Brooke kept being like, really? And I was like, Andrew was supposed to be here as like an in the middle. I remember that.
1: Oh, I do remember that.
2: Oh no.
0: Andrew's supposed to try really hard and be really mad at himself and do okay.
1: (laughs) You do a really good job, Tina, of balancing the like guests and cast on each episode. Uh And the only downside to that is if one person can't make it, then all of a sudden the math is off.
2: (laughs) Well, this was mathematically planned, the two of you being on this episode. I guess we've just started the episode. Hey, guys, welcome to the restricted section. We're writing a book translating The Mad Things Girls Do so boys can understand them. However, we will not be writing a book about The Mad Things Boys do, so girls can understand them. Just bail, sister. And our non-binary friends, they already know what's up. They don't need a book. I'm your host, Christina. My co-host today is the quibbler himself, Andrew. Say hello to the listeners, Andrew. Hello. And my other co-host today is Invest. To to journalist Haley, say hello to the listeners. Haley, hello, listeners. I'm
1: still giggling over Andrew being the quibbler because <laughs> accurate,
2: it's like a Batman villain.
0: <laughs> I just now I just know I have to bring in all the uh the, the strength of facts that I've gathered from listening to Alex Jones via Knowledge Fight, and uh, I'm just really gonna bring the facts, you know, just the honest media. Oh, yeah. To, Cool, you did that thing where
2: you bring us down and also reference something that I don't really understand within the first 30 seconds of the pod. And I think that's an all-time record. Congratulations, Andrew. It's
0: important to have dreams. Dreams and goals are what drive people.
1: Especially when you accomplish them within 30 (laughs) seconds.
2: Uh, We don't have a guest today because we don't need no guest. We can buy ourselves flowers. You know, we can write our name in the sand. We don't need no guests. I'm here with my pals, Andrew and Haley. Our
1: guest is the six margaritas that Tina and I had between <laughs> ourselves uh, before
2: coming on today. Hi, everyone. Haley, are you drinking anything presently? Uh, water. I'm hydrating now. <laughs> no, good for you. I am smoking, though. I'm drinking bush, so I'm also hydrating. <laughs> oh, Haley, I didn't tell you. I told Andrew, but Haley, I, I had like a weird... Attack on my walk home oh yeah it felt like an anxiety attack but it mostly just felt like I I, like I was walking and I was like god I feel weird and I was like do I have like a fatigue disorder that I forgot cause that's like what it felt like it felt like I went like one block too far you know what I mean but then I still had like three blocks to go cause it's really not a far it's like a six walk block block walk <laughs> But anyway, my heart was, like, racing, and I was, I had to, like, cut it down to, like, half time, and then when I got home, I, like, laid down on the couch, and Sean was, like, did you not read my text that said nachos? And I was, like, I literally can't even nacho right now.
0: When you're not in a state to nacho, you're in a bad state.
1: My apologies to Sean for, uh, us not getting his nachos, damn. Uh, but that sounds awful, I'm so sorry.
2: No, no, no. Sean had made nachos. Oh, okay. I thought
1: he was requesting
2: nachos. No, no, no. He had made nachos, and he was like, why did you lay down knowing that there's nachos? And I was like, I'm I concerned am... i for eat. you as your <laughs> husband.
0: I told you there were nachos, and you didn't approach them immediately. They were
2: kind of weird anyway. He made them with some, like, leftover <laughs> wonton filling that we had. I... You, that sounds
0: delicious
1: she said checking over her shoulder to make <laughs> yeah, sure he's not listening
2: <laughs> I'm not gonna not eat them cause they're nachos but like maybe not like the most well executed like Asian fusion nacho
1: <laughs>
2: he did his best
0: <laughs> you don't know until you explore okay you don't know until you try and experiment
2: well that's why I usually do the cooking Andrew are you drinking or just drinking water
0: I'm drinking water, and I've got a stiff diet Dr Pepper.
2: Oh, Dr Pepper's stiff right now. That's inappropriate. You can you can get him in trouble for that.
1: <laughs> a lot of our listeners are underage, or so I am told.
2: That can't be right.
1: It's, I, I I think it's some of them. At least
2: some of them. That's not my responsibility. Hey, we are we marked this shit marked explicit. explicit. Yeah, that's not <laughs> my. I take zero responsibility for any of the children. Uh, look, children, if you're if you're hitting.
1: If you're hitting whatever button you need to hit to say, all right, dude, I can listen to this. Uh, you're carrying on a, a, a great and proud internet tradition. Well done, you. Hear, hear. Um, you didn't hear that from me, though.
2: You guys ever go to like a brewery website and it's like, are you twenty one or over? And you, you're thirty years old, and you hit yes, but like deep down inside, you still feel like you're doing something wrong. Oh yeah, no, it's yeah. like
1: when it's like whenever there's a snow day,
2: I'm like, yay, snow day! You're thirty. And then you're like, yay, snow day I work from home. <laughs> <laughs> okay, before we get into the episode, I mean, no, we're in the episode. Before we get into the chapter today, literally today. Wait, is that right? Hold on, I have to double. I have to fact check it. Today. I'm just going to keep saying today until I fact check it. Like, today.
0: No, it's not (laughs) today. Not today. (laughs) On a day, today is not.
2: (laughs) It's four days from today, but today is close enough.
0: That's not super close.
2: (laughs) It's four days from today, but we don't have another episode for seven days, Andrew. (laughs) Four days from today that we're recording this. Four days
1: from today that this airs in it from when it airs okay just clarifying <laughs> <laughs> this is going really
0: well already it's going great guys we got three marks
2: guys, deep andrew's our control shut up shut up, shut up. it's our three-year anniversary Woo! Woo! or is it our third birthday which what's the vibe <laughs> Mm. Is it a birthday or an anniversary? Well, it's the it's the pod's birthday
1: and it's our anniversary as a podcasting network, I guess.
2: Hmm. I don't know. It can be allowed. All right. So it's the restricted section's third birthday. Woo! Woo! That means she's entering her sassy era. (laughs) (laughs) She knows enough to like really give it back to you now. You know what I mean? She's like. Uh, I thought Aunt Mary said that you weren't allowed to have cashews. <laughs> Once I got called out by a baby, I was babysitting
0: for any cashews. I was going to say, that is an oddly specific thing to accuse a toddler of they accusing ca- you of.
2: <laughs> were they, they salted? Their, they, they Of course they were salted. They kept, and the baby was really salty too. They kept their cashews like up above the stove. and like, I'm a babysitter. I'm allowed to eat whatever I want. And I got them down and I was eating them. And then the parents got home and they were like, hey, sweetie, hey, hi, how are you doing? And she just said, Christine ate a cashew. (laughs) Snitches get stitches. I I think I literally was like, oh my God, you tattled him. (laughs) I was friends with the parents, it's fine. (laughs) Amazing. When Sean first propositioned me, I had to borrow one of their disposable razors to shave my legs so I could go have sex with him that evening after babysitting. So you could say we're tight.
0: (laughs) They play an important role in your history, even if they don't It's know
2: true. It. <laughs> it's true. No, I've definitely told them. I was like, I stole your razor for this reason. And they're like, oh my God, we love Sean. That's amazing. <laughs> We're going to get this framed.
0: <laughs> a shadow box of the
2: race. <laughs> <laughs> Disgusting. As you know, we've recently hit 100,000 downloads, mm-hmm. which is a very exciting milestone as well. I know that a lot of other podcasts have a lot more downloads, but the fact that this show is just... Me and my friends bullshitting and people listen to it 100,000 times is downright unbelievable.
0: Yeah. It's a number that just doesn't, it doesn't sound real, right? Like it doesn't like, it's so abstract, like 100,000 people.
2: Like I can imagine probably like up to a couple thousand, but beyond like 10,000, I don't know what we're talking about anymore.
1: Like I'm convinced that like. There's at least a couple of people that I know do rewatches and I feel like y'all are doing more, more, more re-listens than you claim to. That's got to (laughs) account for some of this.
0: Mm. To to put it into perspective, like if you get a large college stadium, right? Like a big, think of like a really big college stadium. ODU, is that big? Oh, no, 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 no. I don't I don't like, go to uh, sports.
2: You're talking to the it's not well, the right I, audience. How about
0: this? The, like if you think of like FedEx Field where the the, the Washington I've been there football for team.
2: I think um uh hmm, I went to FedEx Field for some kind of concert, maybe is that right? They that, they would be, that would there? be that would
0: be they do those there. Yeah, yeah, okay. they do those there. So okay. that that stadium, if I'm correct, is gonna be between like sixty and eighty thousand people. Okay, can't okay. so so really
2: how many more, Super Bowl? How many more Super Bowl? listens?
0: That Super Bowl stadium would be another one that would be less than 100,000 people. So you had more people listen to your podcast than would fill the entire, well, you've had more listens than like if each person at the Super Bowl got one listen.
2: It was only 25,000. So if everyone at the Super Bowl listened to four episodes of our
1: podcast. (laughs) We wouldn't blame you. It was pretty rough in the beginning. (laughs) Just like the the you (laughs) <laughs> but hey if you stuck around this long thanks and also are you okay from the bottom of my heart are you okay well,
2: I have this note here that says play a clip from the first episode damn it at myself and I think I meant to have that set up so I could play for you guys a clip from the first episode but I don't have oh God, prepared. Don't do that prepared So let, I'm gonna put it in here okay quick on three everyone say if you like Dumbledore or Gandalf more one, two, three, don't get on the lower. Okay, and oh my god, what a crazy clip that was to reflect on. Oh, the audio quality. It was bad, I can say, without having listened to it recently. All right, this no, is what we we'll
0: know. Do. Let's what? record each of us saying two different lines at the same time and then. Two, you two can record yourselves a third time and we'll play that all at once and it'll be just understand. like there's eight people sitting around a table again.
2: Okay, no, that's, uh, that's so much. This no, is I'll my mic impression!
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you're a huge fan of Harry Potter. Uh, there's a really good movie that came out in the 90s I think really helps uh, solidify and create that vibe if you're reading right now. Um, a lot of fantasy and a lot about empowerment, female empowerment. Um, check it out. Uh, you might find it on Netflix or wherever. Uh,
2: Spice World. Wait, but also, but also... This is my Mike impression. It's like, what? Andrew and Mike both are mumblers slash screamers, which is, let me tell you, a fucking nightmare. Factually incorrect.
1: This is my Brooke impression. Um, (laughs) Here's the thing. Generally incorrect because he did not find out about the Horcruxes until much later.
2: (laughs) Brooke, I love you so much. Okay, I'm going to, who else do we need to do an impression of? MC. I'll do Mary Clay. Wait, shouldn't I do Mary um, Clay? I sound like Mary Clay. No, no like Mary shut Clay. up. All right. no, no, you don't, no, you don't, no, you up. literally <laughs> don't have the air for to be Mary Clay. I got it.
0: 36 for last year, last year at 37.
2: She starts a lot of sentences with no, even though she means yes, it's mystifying. <laughs>
1: we all say yeah, no, yeah, and no, yeah, no. So we can't talk shit.
2: Okay, Haley, you have to do your Christina impression.
1: My Christina impression? What's What would even be my Christina impression? I just love friendship so much already. And like being around other people, I just, I love friends. And I love having people around me all of the time. And I can't stand silence. Dante,
2: <laughs> buddy, my cat is on the table.
1: What would be my Christina impression? I don't even I know feel... what you're
2: talking about. I feel Attacked, but in a loving way. You (laughs) literally
0: asked for it.
2: You (laughs) did. Do we... Okay, wait. Who wants to do Grace? I kind of want to maybe hear Andrew do Grace.
0: Andrew. I don't... I don't see... I can't...
2: (sighs) It's funny if it's you because all you have to do is be like... Just be so so painfully polite.
0: (laughs) Incredibly polite in a way that I just don't know if I'm comfortable doing because she's just lovely and like I really... Just, I don't know. I. Sorry. I don't, see, I, I don't, I don't think... I,
2: no, you actually did great. Grace yeah. is like, Grace is like, I'm so sorry. I'm probably wrong, but I actually... <laughs> You've Not actually been the right answer. You've actually
1: been doing this wrong for years, um, and it's totally fine. Uh, but I was just wondering. I was just wondering if you know that you've been doing this wrong for literally years. Um, wait,
2: wait, wait, wait! My real grace impression was thirty minutes ago when I was walking home from ponchos, almost fainting in the street because of the tequila I had drank. We can't hold that against her. We can't hold that against her. They were
1: gigantes. She wasn't
2: prepared. Okay, we have to do Mary Payton now, too, which Mary Payton's hard because she is so neutral. She's I so neutral like.
1: and so ready for unless everything.
2: She, unless she's like, oh, she would be honored to hear that, I think. Unless she's like attacking you. Sometimes she's like so earnest and then sometimes she's like, wow, uh, wah wah wah, Scorpio, wow, wah wah, wah wah." you know, whatever Scorpio <laughs> say. <laughs> I'm not very good at it. Better to be
1: a villain who has conviction than it is to just be a blob that floats through the plot.
2: <laughs> okay, do we do all the... Oh, no, we have to do a Haley impression and Andrew impression. Oh, shit. Which one do I want to do, and then which one do I want to make somebody else do? Well, I mean, you can't make me do the <laughs> me impression. Come on. No, but I could do the you impression, and then I could make you do the Andrew impression.
0: That is true. Fair.
2: Oh, we forgot Leela, too. Okay, maybe there's too many hosts on our show. Wait, none of us can <laughs> sing. You don't have to sing. It's just like, it's just like, oh, my God, I love this movie. <laughs> right? That was my Leela impression.
0: But it, see, you got to do She's it a with singer, an though. incredibly large smile on your face the entire time.
2: Maybe this time. You know? Anybody? <laughs> Cabaret? No?
0: None of us can do that.
2: Okay, none
1: of us were in theater for long enough..
0: <laughs> <Jazz>.
2: <laughs> okay, I'm gonna do my Andrew impression. Go for it. Well, now that reminds me of a funny story. It must have been ten years ago. Well, maybe it was eleven <laughs> years ago because I remember that I was wearing a polo that I outgrew uh, at uh, le- uh, ten years ago. So it must have been eleven years ago. Uh, and you know, just go on from there. <laughs> No, you actually don't do that thing where you try to narrow down exactly what the date was at the beginning of the story. That's a huge pet peeve of mine, and Andrew, you actually don't do that, and I'm grateful.
1: Deeply in love with the description of Hagrid's uh, feet in their leather boots were like baby dolphins. Oh, yeah. Because... (laughs) That that simultaneously paints such a picture and paints no picture at all. Hey,
0: like it, shows, it shows that those boots serve a porpoise. Oh my yeah. God, <laughs> Andrew, you have
2: been voted off the island. Yes.
0: I was going to say my thing that I do that's a pet peeve of yours is that I wait and I carry <laughs> the story on until the last details, but then I keep going with the details until I'm actively stopped in case like the details like re-strike the joke.
2: Okay.
0: That's the thing that I do that you don't. Cause like, I'll take the joke and then You're I'll doing like it rag right. the joke. Right See, <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> okay. it was an impression of myself.
2: Andrew, congratulations. You now have to do a Haley impression.
0: Go for it. I don't think that it's fair to ask me to do a Haley impression because if the dictation is very specific and it's something that maybe I have practiced before and maybe I know how to do. But just because I know how to do it doesn't mean that I do it. So
2: there. Okay, cool. So we're also. Yeah, well done. We're also almost at 150 episodes, y'all. Oh, damn. Y'all let you know when the time comes. It's not for a couple weeks yet, but uh, we're out here doing it. The damn thing.
1: We're doing it.
2: And to celebrate all of these milestones, our third birthday, 100,000 downloads, and almost 150 episodes, I would like to read a review. (laughs) (laughs) oh good y'all know I don't read the good ones (laughs) because they're boring (laughs) don't stop leaving good reviews they're boring in a way that tickles my little tummy they're they're boring in a way that isn't funny
1: in audio but does warm our souls to be clear
2: I actually will read one eventually today but the the bat here's the thing part of why I'm so successful in life is because your joke about me, that's my joke now. Congratulations. So we're going to read this bad review on the show. Um, this review, it is a one-star review from the Washington Sentinel, which, is that a real or a fake publication?
1: Not a clue.
0: I can Google it. Oh, good I'm night. way ahead
2: of you. The Washington Sentinels was the football team in the movie The Replacements. What? <laughs> Keanu Reeves? Keanu, Keanu. (laughs) Three margaritas. Okay, so it's fake. It's from a fake movie. Okay, So this is from the Washington Sentinel. Subject line, this, so bad.
0: Yes. Well said.
2: No, we're not here to talk about anyone's grammar because the attitude speaks for itself. White adults on woke steroids picking apart a children's book series. Their obsession with the sexuality of fictional teenagers is just gross. They're unfunny and unintelligent. This is perfect example of what a garbage fandom this has become. And the author's name is J.K. Rowling. Oh, damn. For real? Dude, I totally forgot her name. Oh, this whole shit. Time. That's why I just keep hedging around it. I totally forgot. Oh, what name good. Was. Oh,
1: thank God. Thank God. Yes. Because I thought it was just me.
2: That's our bad. Like that's super our bad for never fact checking it. But we just totally forgot the name. I guess whoopsie
1: doops. We're just really bad about doing uh, fact checking, especially like mid episode. Like we never yeah. do that. Uh, we we do think that. it would. We think it really disrupts the flow. Yes.
2: This is. It's also just because we're unintelligent. You know. Yeah, we
1: also just like don't care, and we're unfunny. So you know.
2: <laughs>
0: Uh, I think that we need to apologize because we've been talking about unfunny as if it's a bad thing, and therefore we've offended people who are unfunny like us. So, Like if the we Washington can, Sentinel. Since we, <laughs> because of that, I think we need to apologize to unfunny people.
2: So let's break it down. White adults, that's true. I do my best to diversify this podcast, but it is extremely hard because I'm surrounded by white people, and I'm trying to do better about that every single day. We're infuriating and we know it. No, absolutely.
0: You have never once even considered my idea of bringing in children, so, you know. (laughs)
2: Right. Um, That's true. I was like, we had my little brother on the show, and then I was like, oh, yeah, he's 25. I am (laughs) archaic. I am archaic. (laughs) Their obsession with the sexuality of fictional teenagers is just gross. And here's the thing. I feel like we're hitting... I feel like this comment is the false stereotype like that queer people are grooming children. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like we're projecting our queerness onto these children when in reality, it's just fun to read ships in books.
1: Yeah. Like this is, this is something my dad said like several times uh, when I was growing up, which is that like, you are every age that you've ever been. There's like, no matter where you are in life, like he would say this most often. I should add when we were like, walking past a flock of geese on a walk in the park, and he would be like, you are every age you've ever been, and right now the 12-year-old in me wants to run through that flock of geese and scatter <laughs> them.
2: That's a really cute right? story. Right? Like,
1: that's adorable and also true.
2: Well, I think I've, about this book series specifically, I think that I've mentioned this before, that, like, I don't recall having any crushes on any of these characters mm. as a child. Nah. Like, none of them are for me. No, not really. I'm, like, too gay, and there's not enough women representation. Like, I
1: just remember being, like, the age that these characters
2: are, for -hmm. the most part. And, like, it's... I think for us, the books were coming out when we were at almost the exact same age as Harry, right? Like, we
1: were a little younger, but,
2: like, we caught Which is exactly right. A little younger is exactly right. Yeah,
1: like, we caught up, kind of, like, as we grew and as Mm -hmm. the books were coming out. So, like... Yeah, rereading them as adults who have, like, been through high school and all of that bullshit. Yeah, it's fun to think of, like, what's the teenage experience actually like in Hogwarts? Because we've been teenagers. It wasn't that long ago.
2: Uh, It actually was a really long time ago. It was
1: a long time ago, but it doesn't feel like it was that long
2: ago. I agree. I still have clear memories. I think in some, it's, like, the difference between sexualizing... People and allowing people to exist as humans who are often inherently sexual. These are like romantic plot lines. Yeah. That we're reading. Anyway, we've been defending this too long. uh, Just it's. And something that's important to this podcast because we are raunchy and we say a lot of things, but it's like a a really important line. Like, I
1: I don't even feel compelled to defend myself against somebody who's going to correct us on the author's name because like oh okay so clearly you're mostly upset about the fact that we hate her for
2: sucking. Exactly. It was it was really telling yeah. that last line's really telling because it's not as if it's not as if it actually seems like we don't know her name.
0: <laughs> well, and in fact we frequently say her just name. Just
2: say it yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like
1: multiple uh, f- times. Yeah, f- mostly <laughs> the thing that like bothers me and the only reason I even want to talk about it at all is just because I've noticed that the brain worms of, oh, nothing can be sexual because anything sexual that could possibly land upon the ears or eyes of anyone under the age of 18 ever is definitely a grooming tactic. That's made it into the LGBT community, and I really need for anyone listening to this to please God understand that, like, people have sex, and it's fine, and
2: it's not that big a deal it's really not that big a deal
0: and also to the last point as well we're picking it apart we did not come into this with that intention what you're seeing now is the organic effect of realizing that something that we thought was a beloved piece of our childhood it still is but it's because we always are the people we were when we
2: were reading it yeah
0: that's one of the things where that right there just shows that they're disingenuous. Cause if they actually pay attention, what you find is that this show is us very naturally realizing it sucks.
2: Yeah. That's why I feel like I want to finish this. Po- like everyone all the time is asking me if I'm ready to give up this podcast because I complain about the fandom and the author so much. And like the only thing, the only reason I keep doing this podcast is because of the community that I've built around it. Like, that community is so much more valuable to me than this book series ever was for any amount of time. You know what I mean? hmm It's
1: Absolutely. the one, it's the last, it's the last golden egg of the golden goose, the friends we made along the, the way. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, also, I feel like the phrase that the author's name is JK Rowling is giving, <clears throat> like when people would be like, Donald Trump is not my president and people would be like, um, he actually technically is. And it's like, that's obviously not mm, <laughs> what yeah. I'm saying. It's,
1: first of all, that's obviously not what I'm saying. <laughs> Second of all, um, what's the first requirement to be the president of the United States of America? You have to be a human person, which I don't consider him. <laughs> so,
2: <laughs> Nor JKR. Like I picture her just like a horrific, like sandworm. Oh, I was anyway, going I
1: mean, with paper cut out, but
2: anyway, chapter cutout.
1: 26, <laughs> um,
2: we don't speak of her here. No, 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 we have to read the good one, the good review. Oh,
1: right,
3: right, 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 right. <laughs> There's
2: a good one. There's a lot of good ones. Hey, and if one of them isn't yours, go leave one. That would be so meaningful to me. I remember every 4 months to check them and they make me so happy. Please leave us a review. And then she
1: sends them to the group chat. and It's delightful. <laughs> we spend a whole hour and it always it, it always it's spawns It's a good bonding at least...
2: experience for the team. <laughs> it always
1: spawns at least one running joke. We still talk about <laughs> how all of the girls are subtly mean to each other. They're
2: so subtly mean to each other. It's not subtle.
1: <laughs> anyway, the good See, review.
2: The bad reviews only make us stronger. Please. <laughs> Leave us, here's what I want from you, I want want you guys to leave us a five star review and then write like a vividly, viciously critical review to go with it and I'm going to read that on the try to make it hurtful, try to hurt us. (laughs) You have to give us five stars. Get to the thing that you think that we hate about us. (laughs) Obviously you only need one star because I read this fucking, so I'm going to read the good one. This is by six-winged bee, Haley. I feel like you'd know this. Is it unusual for a bee to have six wings? I believe or there are usually only four. I think that there's usually
1: only only the four. I don't know though. I don't know a lot about bees. I'll be honest. Okay. All
2: right.
0: You'll be um,
2: honest. Shut up, Andrew. <laughs> That's quite enough. Um, <laughs> this is called deep dives and deep. Deep dives and deep laughs. And my stupid brain is like, and deep throat. (laughs) (laughs) This podcast hits where it should. A nice, deep look at the writing of Harry Potter. Mistakes and praises galore. But at the same time, it's just like listening to my own best friend go on her own tangent about the story. Complete with a raunch level that doesn't make me too uncomfortable. I enjoy being able to listen to dives of my favorite series, but with the comfort that the people who run this podcast don't agree with just a joke rolling. Uh. Hey, that's a good one. As, as a trans man, that's important, especially with a series that has meant so much to me and many others, even now, so many years after the main books and movies ended. This is exactly the vibe. Aww. it is bad, but we love it. <laughs> and we love it together. Thank you. Six winged B.
0: So now that I've stopped crying in the corner for 30 minutes because I'm so happy, we can continue <laughs> recording,
2: I guess. Um, Six Wing B goes on to say some more nice words. Six Wing B, we're glad to have you listening. Washington Sentinel. Eh, you're, you know, not li- you're not still, you're still listening. Still, if you're, Yeah, if you're still here, like, hey, what's up? I'm <laughs> glad you're listening.
0: Can I just, like, point out, too, if you're going to make your name sound like a fake newspaper, you choose Washington of all the cities to be from.
2: Yeah, that's the only one I know anything about.
0: Like not New York <laughs> Sentinel. Yeah, like we're but... we're
2: pretty
1: open about the fact that we're from Virginia. You know it's there, um, right?
2: Maybe he was they were trying to do a proximity threat. Uh, They're it'll... like, I'm looking at you from only a mere 170 miles away. Then it backfired
1: <laughs> because I the last person I would be scared of is anyone from fucking DC.
0: <laughs> also, do not do not threaten me by telling me you're watching me. I will just get so gross oh if if he's I actually you're super into that monitoring me oh you are fulfilling so many <laughs> okay. fantasy oh have you seen sorry that move, post- on, move on move have on have you
2: seen that post that floats around the internet that says you either have a naked neighbor or you are the naked neighbor oh i am the naked neighbor <laughs> andrew are you the naked neighbor or do you have a naked neighbor i have
0: closed blinds i don't look out them and people don't look in at me god so- damn it andrew
2: power move it's I a power all, move. I have an all blinds open all the time policy in my home. <laughs> and it is a matter of contention with me and Sean. He's like, it's objectively cold out there. And I'm like, I cannot see without as much light as we could possibly glean from the sun right now.
1: If my neighbors didn't want to <laughs> see me strutting around with my full bush out, then they shouldn't have moved into the yuppie
2: ass fucking condos across the street. I'm a window neighbor. I'm the naked window neighbor, but I do have, <laughs> I do have like a small child who lives next door to me and they're expecting a second small child. And I'm like, I guess I'll just monitor if they're specifically in the backyard looking at the sky or not, if when I'm choosing if I'm gonna walk around naked. Shall I strut
0: without the clothes? No, no, (laughs) there's a child about.
2: Listen, if people don't see
1: unsexualized, naked, grown ass adult bodies, (laughs) then they turn into those weirdos on TikTok that don't wanna
2: age. I just think it's (laughs) like a polite thing to do for your like adult neighbor who is your friend is to not be intentionally (laughs) naked of their
1: children. All I ever hear in my head with this whole topic is just Grunkle Stan from Gravity Falls going, Bodies change, sweetie! Bodies change! <laughs> the sooner you accept this, the better off you will be, I promise.
2: Do you guys think we should talk about Harry Potter? I'd rather
0: uh, not. Let's just keep going. This is
2: must great. Must I know <event>. This is, like, so much better than the usual episode. <laughs> okay. Oh no, I'm going to get us started, but I know we'll get derailed again. Don't worry. No. I won't, I won't, <laughs> us? Okay. Chapter 26 of Order of the Phoenix, Seen and Unforeseen. Unforeseen has three E's in it. That's kind of a lot, bro.
0: I don't like it. trying way too hard.
2: It's. Yeah, that for, that on that e with the four unforeseen or like forward or whatever. I that one always gets me. I'm like, that seems so extra. You had
1: to give it this title to make it seem more interesting than it really was. This is a very bridgey chapter.
2: Let's circle back to the title at the end of the episode because I do want to talk about it. But after we go through, oh my god, my so many pages of notes. Okay, circle back, circle, circle, dot, title. dot. Now I have I my cootie shot. Oh my god. And, 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 I almost said Andrew and he's one of those. I was trying to, trying to say Hay... Uh, I almost said again. I almost said Haley instead of Harry. Okay, focus. You don't focus. know I'm that I'm the main Harry. character <laughs> of the Haley Potter series? I've, I've made that mistake before. Oh, that's like Harry Porper, but it's like Haley Porper. Haley hey. Potter is a
0: mu- very different series that resolves very quickly when she simply goes to an adult. That is... <laughs> And it's Haley, a very Haley different Potter's series. like, I'm not dealing with this. <laughs> Haley
2: Potter Absolutely is Absolutely fuck not. <laughs> I'm not dealing with this. Okay, guys, literally. Okay, we start the chapter. We're doing great. <laughs> we start the chapter by reflecting on Harry's interview with Rita Skeeter, which was Sunday evening at dinner. No, they reflect Sunday evening at dinner. Okay, how do we know she's not going to publish slander again? Because I know Hermione has this thing over her like, this blackmail, but, like, do you think Hermione, like, insists on proofreading the article?
1: I I think Hermione just knows how scared Rita is. Like, like, I think Hermione did her homework, as usual, and is aware of exactly how much trouble Rita would be in for the whole Mm -hmm. unregistered Animagus thing, because Mm. it seems to have worked,
0: yeah, she, she demonstrated not just the knowledge of the secret, but the consequences of the secret. And that, like, no, demonstrating that you know that how much that would affect the person is a much different thing than just being like, I have this, man. You know, so I... I mm-hmm. Yeah, she's I, not
1: even bluffing. She knows exactly how much fucking trouble Rita would be in.
0: Yeah.
2: I feel like Rita Skeeter's perception of herself doing the right thing is like not the same as Hermione's perception of Rita Skeeter doing the right thing. You know what I mean? I think Hermione needs to review that. That's this. a fair point.
0: That that is a fair point, but and not to like get into way too like but 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 I do think that Hermione knows that Rita's I don't think I think Hermione knows that Rita's not going to fuck with Hermione. And I think Hermione knows what Hermione knows that Rita knows what Hermione would think would be fucking. Oh my god, prefer. so many words! It's getting too many I, layers, I guess, layers. I mean,
2: deep. Hermione has like possessed Rita Skeeter for like a length of time. So like, what if they've had like conversations? <laughs> what if they've been like chatting and like finding a I don't a mutual ground. I love that idea. I'm not. Shh, I don't
1: think it's what's happening here. Uh, I think that Hermione and Rita are kind of two ends of the same spectrum of manipulation. Uh, like, mm-hmm. I've, I've said before, I'll say again, that diplomacy is just manipulation for other people's good. Mm-hmm. And that's what Hermione can do, but like, manipulative recognize manipulative. Yeah.
3: So I think yeah. she knows
1: exactly what Rita's about. I think Rita, on some level, knows exactly what Hermione's about, and I think that Hermione knows that Rita is, if nothing else, a good storyteller. She knows how mm-hmm. to take an, a a premise and an angle and make something compelling out of it. And Hermione is basically, I think, what Andrew said is legit. Like Rita knows what the audience of Hermione would want to hear. Mm -hmm. and is writing to that audience and i think hermione's smart enough to know that that's what reed is gonna do yeah
2: another headcanon i have is that hermione for a time confiscated the quick quotes quill and like trained it like you teach your friend's dog how to sit because they don't train it very good and like gave it back
0: like one of those chat ai things like training it to like answer the way that you want mm-hmm. it to mm-hmm.
1: that was a question i had like did hermione let rita use the quick quotes quill for this or did she insist on there um... yeah it's unclear and i feel like that should have been clear because the quick quotes quill seems to have a mind of its own there but mm-hmm. we never really learn a whole lot about the mechanics of magic in this so who fucking knows well, she said exactly
0: tears pulling at the corners of her eyes those are tears oh gosh, that's not, rage we'll
2: get, to, we'll get to that. Hermione asked Harry how his date with Cho went and, like, why were you done with it so quickly? And Harry's like, allow me to tell you.
0: (laughs) Okay, thank God, because I've been wondering about this myself. (laughs)
2: Um, This is a great opportunity to apologize to everyone for my unhinged behavior in last week's episode. Um, I know that baby voice was divisive. (laughs) It was, like, very fun to me. I only had a cold last week, but I was, like, really medicating myself a lot for it because i just haven't been sick since before covid really and i was like oh yeah this is fucking awful remind me to never touch another human being as long as i live
1: that's so tragic tina because that is your favorite (laughs) chapter
2: you love that you've been talking about that chapter for years you told me you haven't listened to it yet i think it could not have gone better okay i think it was such a good episode I was completely off my rocker. We had Josh from Super Scary who is a hilarious darling as always and Mary Peyton who I can always count on when we just really need to dig into something. And we were reading the dialogue aloud line by line.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's earned. I just feel bad that you felt gross
2: during it, you know. I rallied. I was like nothing will keep me from this. good. <laughs> I'm going to succeed in this chapter if nothing else in my life. Power through. But I'm also going to succeed in this
0: chapter. I'm not sure. <laughs> okay.
2: So <laughs> Hermione is like explaining to Harry. He he has no reason to know what he should have done. But Hermione also is like, this is so obvious. And I feel like, I feel like both are valid perspectives. Like,
1: honestly, this chapter is making me kind of like almost want to skim through the last four books because i'm starting to wonder like is this is this boy maybe on the autism spectrum possibly adhd because like this this whole thing of like i don't i don't understand why don't you just say what you mean why all of these hidden meanings and all of these like weird implications how the fuck am i
2: supposed to know that yeah. I feel like this has been happening more and more, this book where we keep trying to diagnose our characters because they're finally kind of like coming into their adult personalities. So I almost feel like not that you can diagnose a fictional character, like that's just not something you can realistically do, but I think it would be interesting to get like a real like psychologist or psychiatrist. I can't keep them straight. I don't know which is which on the show to talk in some real terms about the neurodivergence that might be present in this series that we don't really get to look at. Cause it's a fucking book about magic and everyone's kind of bonkers anyway. Yeah.
1: Like just, I, I was just noting it in this chapter because it has more like social confusion than yeah. we, like usually Harry hangs out with like a couple of safe people. He knows where he stands with Harry right. with like Hermione and Ron at all times. Uh, like, and he feels safe with them and he kind of only hangs out with them but that's also possibly a sign like i <laughs> i have adhd i hang out with a lot of the same folks a lot because i know how to read you guys' tells and i know how to tell and we when we can read
2: you haley yes and i
1: can tell when you're acting weird and you can tell when i'm acting weird and we can kind of power through all of these problems and it kind of makes a lot of shit about Harry make sense is all i'm saying
2: it's true Usually when we're acting weird, it's because, like, oh, my God, I'm so much higher than I expected to be right now.
0: (laughs) I think there's also something to be said for it's kind of a display of Harry of both Hermione should know by this point that Harry does not have emotional intelligence at all. That's
2: the thing. Like, I really think she should have prepped him for the date.
0: Yeah, because, like she it's like the same thing with like the emotional uh what is it, the emotional range of a teaspoon or whatever that she said yeah. to Ron like Harry is still in that place and like he does not understand emotion in the way that it affects other people so like i would say that if she if she really wanted it to go well, she probably should have should been have like, ahead hey, time. bud, let's go over some ground rules. Yeah,
2: and I, we <sighs> did talk about that extensively in the last yeah, episode.
1: Like, I'm mostly upset with Hermione for a lot, like, warning him about, like, hey, bud, uh, are you in, like, a good headspace to maybe explore uh, your
2: very yeah. recent trauma? Uh, because right. that's happening. That's what she's yeah. trying to do. Yeah. <sighs> but no, Andrew, you're very right. <laughs> it's a lot of, Hermione's doing a lot of interpretation right now. Um, And she's in my experience, being a 15 year old, like she's completely spot on. She's like, you shouldn't have mentioned me like that. You should have phrased it differently. And like I run into my I run into like these kinds of issues with my lovely, extremely neurodivergent husband where it's like, I don't understand how this is where you got with the information that was presented to you. (laughs) But I see that you did. And I'm here to help you. (laughs) Like I relate to her really deeply. She's like, listen, you shouldn't have said it like that. This is how she interpreted it. And this is how you should have said it for next time. Like try to file this information away for next time. (laughs) She was trying to make you jealous because you were making her feel jealous. So, Think about that. Also, put just put that away in your little scrapbook and think about it next time.
1: Oh, and he's just sitting there like, or she could just say what she means so I could clear this no, up. I don't want to hurt anyone's I actually,
2: feelings. I actually veto this because she's he's like, if she had just said she fancied me, I could have told her I fancied her back and that would have been fine. I do not believe that Harry Potter, in his current state, can muster the strength to tell Cho Chang <laughs> <laughs> that he <laughs> likes her. He could do it if she did it first. I just... Why should she have to put herself out there like that? Like why on earth? he he
1: just I think that his phrasing was more like if she just said, "Hey, do you like Hermione more than me?" which like also isn't going to happen. But yeah, that's just not how humans see. <sighs> he to just each other. he just he does need an opening though. just an uh, just just a an opening to be able to say like, hey, by the way, I okay. like like
2: you. We have to stop this. We actually have to stop this because we're talking about last week's chapter and we talked about it a lot <laughs> last week. Well, he's talking about last week's chapter and exactly this chapter, goddammit. it! God, talking <laughs> <laughs> about it now but there's literally so many other things to talk about. We must move on. I do okay. love this conversation. though. Me too. I And the fact that, okay, it's like Hermione, what's the phrasing? Her like, her condescendingly helpful voice or whatever like he he is offended by how patient she's being yeah (laughs) which i don't not get that but like you have to just eat that feeling Uh, and like (laughs) it's hard though man like she's acting like it's so obvious and it's not (laughs) i think i think it's obvious but also i'm 30 when i was 15 I probably would have done the same thing and it wouldn't have felt obvious. I
1: didn't super get it. when, Like, I don't remember getting it when I was that age. I remember oh feeling God. a lot of comprehension in this episode.
0: Yeah, when I, when I was 15, a girl could have handed me a card that says, I like you, like you. And I would have been like, oh, so who is this meant for? And they would have been like, you. And I would have been like, okay, so like, so you want so me to proofread this for yes, you? Exactly. <laughs> like, I don't, when I was 15, man, you could have hit me in the head with a hammer called love, and I still would have been lost as fuck. I would have had no fucking.
2: <laughs> Andrew, I, I'm thinking, I'm so sorry to the listeners, Andrew and I have had sex before, and I'm thinking about that time, I'm thinking about that time that you were at my house, and I was giving you every clue in the world, and I had to climb on top of you for you to be like, oh, oh. I speak
0: honestly.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> also, Harry Potter was the movie that I-
2: <laughs> What did you say to me?
0: Harry Potter was the movie that was on.
2: Are you fucking kidding me? Right we <laughs> just we just you know, watched like Harry Potter that. and the
0: Sorcerer's Stone. I
2: feel that like Sorcerer's I, Stone is the least horny. No, I god. feel like you know that because
1: every time I've you've brought this up in the past that Andrew hasn't been around, it's been when we were watching <laughs> Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's no, Stone. Oh.
2: That, that fact existed nowhere in my brain. Oh my god, <laughs> we're doing great. So 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 because of. So many people in my life that just don't get hints. It's good when you feel confident to be like, "Hey, I like you. I'm feeling this. Are you feeling this? May I proceed?"
0: Riley Ray Jepsen has a whole song about it. You should definitely check it out. It helped me a lot.
2: What song is it?
0: I really, 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 really like you. Do you want? That's me the name of the
2: listen? song.
0: Well, no, the song is I think just I really like you, but uh, okay,
1: that is There's the chorus.
0: That is That's the course. That's cute and I
2: love it. Okay.
0: Tom Hanks is in the music video.
2: This is kind of like. What? <laughs> what <is happening? laughs> Not kidding. <laughs> Why is he in the music His video?
0: His daughter's a Carly Rae Jepsen fan. So he was what? like, I'll, I'll do the so music jo- video, sure. I swear to God. I swear to God. Tom, the music video is Tom Hanks walking around having a pleasant day. It's great. Oh
2: my God. Isn't that, isn't that the reason Michael Gambon played Dumbledore's because his grandson was mm-hmm. like, these books are dope grandpa. Yep. And he was like, I'm not going to read them though.
0: So Michael Gambon became Dumbledore and Tom Hanks became the lead <laughs> character of Carly Rae Jepsen music video for roughly the same reason. <laughs>
2: Oh my god, guys, I don't think I've laughed so hard in all my life. (laughs) At least
1: not until the last time we had this many margaritas.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay, enter Ronald Weasley. This, he's really bad at Quidditch,
0: guys. Sad sack.
2: (laughs) And Ginny Weasley, she's here to corroborate that, that statement. She's here to corroborate it. What, hold on, I'm trying to remember what exactly gets said I don't know. They're talking about how bad Ron is, and they're like, Angelina won't let him quit the team, and Harry's like, that's nice of her. Might be nicer if she just just let 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 him him go.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, and he treats it, it almost reads like talking about an animal that needs to be put down. It's like, it's really sad. It's like, it's great that she's letting him hang in there, but... It's, you know, he's in a lot of pain right now. <gasps> it reminds me of,
2: I'm, I'm watching The Last of Us right now, which is a zombie TV show. And you know, in zombie TV shows, sometimes people got to shoot people they know in the head. Mm-hmm. And that, that, it's like, just let him go. Like, just, you you have the strength to let yep. him go. Yep. <laughs> like, outwardly, Harry's
1: being, like, irritable with Ron for, like, having low confidence in himself, too. which co- Which complicates the issue for Ron, one imagines. Like, Mm. well, Mm -hmm. she won't let you quit because you're really good when you, you know, are doing things right.
2: Well, Fred, I think it's Fred is like, he's really good when he thinks nobody's looking. So we just need to get everyone (laughs) in the stadium to turn around and talk amongst themselves. And and like, (laughs) look, as, as
1: the person who has many times in my life been the friend with anxiety that other people are trying to like, if I just throw you in the deep end, surely you'll figure it out. Many, many a time has this happened. Uh, it's, uh, sh- surely you will float and swim. No, I won't. I'm mostly bones. There's nothing. There's <laughs> nothing keeping me up. Um,
0: <laughs> there is no buoyancy here, sir. <laughs> Good not.
1: There are disadvantages, many, in fact. Uh, and, you know, you end up in this situation where your much stronger willed friend is absolutely determined that you will figure this out and you just couldn't disagree more and it's just a, it's a rock and a hard place Are you place. talking about you and me, Haley? I, I'm talking about me and everyone I've ever met <laughs> I'm not not talking about you and me, but I'm also talking about me and Willow and me and Emma and me and my mother and me and many of my friends in high school, middle school and elementary school. There were three elementary schools. Every woman
2: in your life is more strong willed than you because you're so mildly willed. Yes, that's true.
1: I fill a niche, goddammit.
0: In the ecosystem, Haley found her place.
1: (laughs) Is it not a niche that needs filling?
2: Someone
0: has to be Earlier here today, and
2: weird. Earlier today at Javier, Haley was talking about how she has social anxiety and she hides in plain sight by being in the middle of a city. <laughs> I mean, it worked. It
0: didn't work. If you lived in a in a small town, everyone would know you and therefore mm-hmm. acknowledge you. You live in a city just large nobody, enough. N- nobody, nobody knows. No one's going to give a fuck about except you, except
2: the two of us and oh, I think Sean, but only because we've trained him to be able to recognize your face
1: <laughs> in case of emergency. <laughs> and this is why I think Laura's nuts for moving to the woods. They should go to a city. <laughs>
2: We're talking about my friend Laura. Oh my God! Shout out to Laura, who definitely doesn't listen to this podcast. Um. Anyway, okay. Noteworthy. Before we move on to the actual Quidditch match, the last noteworthy thing about the pre-match talk is that Fred and George mention that without playing Quidditch, they don't even really want to be here. That probably won't come up again.
0: Yep. I'm going to put this rifle right above the fireplace, right where it's nice and warm.
1: It's visible, but for no particular reason, don't pay any attention. I do also also like just Hermione casually spilling tea on everybody in this chapter. What's she saying? Like fucking Ginny wanders off and Fred and George are like, I'm not sure when she got this good, actually. We didn't make her this good. And then Hermione, without looking up from a book, is just like, oh, yeah, she's been stealing all of your brooms since the age of six and practicing on her own. And they're like, oh, okay. well, that
2: makes sense. And honestly, like, thank God, because what if she hadn't done that? And because she was the youngest of seven and the only girl, she like never got the opportunity to learn to be athletic like her family, even though she had a natural talent. It, you she
1: know? was left mm-hmm. alone at home when everyone else was at school. What the fuck else was she going to do?
2: True. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. That's really true. I'm still still just butthurt that my brothers were wa- raised to be athletic and I was raised to be Nice. being
1: nice is athletic it gives you it gives your facial muscles so much of a workout
2: okay so the Quidditch match is bad we don't even get to see it it's a summary only they lose in 22 minutes and it's so bad that they lose in 22 minutes including Ginny catching the snitch yeah so they pulled
0: a. uh Oh, whatchamacallit, a uh, World Cup.
2: Yeah. Jenny and Harry have a cute little, like, exchange. This is maybe, like, the second conversation they've ever had as actual human beings with each other. And it's like, (laughs) oh, he's comfortable with her. That's a great sign, because there are few of those people in this castle.
1: (laughs) And he's not even (laughs) noticing, because he's an idiot and she's just that good
2: it's It's so organic and also he's an idiot yeah
1: yeah. this is is mostly (laughs) most of the credit for this goes to Ginny for acting on Hermione's advice and getting past her
2: weird hairy thing Mm -hmm. good for you Ginny in terms of like real life execution Ginny Weasley might be my number one favorite character in the series
0: Mm. yeah
2: like she, I she's maybe the only person in this series that I could know in real life.
0: <laughs> like I, I, just fully respect her. You know? Yeah, every single moment of it. She's also one of the few, like, really, like, real people, right? Like, yeah. Like, well, exactly. That's why I'm saying like, like everyone like real else has world. crazy eccentricities. And, you know?
2: Or they're like nothing characters, like Harry fucking Potter. Yeah. <laughs> Jenny's like, vivid, and she has, like, backstory. She has trauma that we're familiar with, you Mm -hmm.
0: know? She's a powerful, powerful woman.
2: I'm actually going to pop in the show notes a link to one of my favorite Ginny Weasley fan arts of all time. Um, I'm sorry that I don't remember the name of the artist right now, but it's really fucking beautiful, and the artist is incredible.
1: That also Um, will be in the show notes. What did I say? uh, say Well, you said that the picture would be in the show notes, but just... For
2: all the of the artists uh, will
1: also be all of the internet p dance out there. Yes, the artist will also be in the show notes.
2: <laughs> well, obviously it'll be linked to their Instagram so that you can go see all the cool art. But that's not one good enough. Wesley you gotta portrait. say the
1: name. It's oh my god! I'm gonna internet pee dance.
2: It's the handle is the name. <laughs> okay. Anyway, <laughs> Jenny says that when Harry's back on the team, she wants to be the chaser because a lot of the chasers are leaving next year. So I guess our girls just athletic. Can't relate, but I respect and admire it. Yeah.
1: She's got other shit going on.
2: I love Ginny and Angelina. Are They both have the syllable gin in their name. Isn't that funny? Oh, yeah. No, it's Angelina. Okay, I got them. my letters mixed up.
1: Angelina. <laughs> Angel- it's not far off. I was just going to go <laughs> along with it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> They're just athletic. I love our strong gr- Gryffindor girls. Harry goes to bed and he's like, I'm tired and I don't feel good. Which, for me, so when I'm like, I'm tired, I'm nauseous, I don't feel quite right, my brain's like, I'm pregnant. When Harry's like, I'm nauseous, I don't feel good, he's like, I'm possessed by Voldemort. (laughs) Not that far off.
0: I kind of want to see the series where Harry thinks I'm pregnant when he (laughs) feels
2: that way. That's (laughs) Hayley Potter.
0: That's Hayley Potter, yeah.
2: (laughs) You know, thinking you're pregnant is just a part of my personal cis womanhood experience. It's like, this is just a ritual we go through. (laughs) Yep. Okay. So Harry's having, Harry goes to bed. He's having this dream. He's
1: supposed to be clearing his mind, but But
2: he's the worst yoga instructor of all time.
1: (laughs) This is why like this whole chapter, not even just the romance stuff, but like also just like everything that people keep like, especially Snape keep like telling him do this
2: thing. And he's like, okay, how? Do it. Okay, yeah. but how? Do okay. it. Um, okay, so that reminds me of one time when I was, I was taking a world literature class in college and it was all translated poetry, which like poetry is just not something that I connect with. And my teacher would do those quizzes at the beginning of every class where th- she would test to see if we had read it by asking us stuff about the poem. And like, no matter how many times I read it, I like always failed these quizzes because I don't understand poetry. It like does not work in my brain. And I went to see her in her office hours and I was like, What do you recommend for this? And she's like, You need just need to read it more. And I was like, yo, I'm actually already reading it like four times, like before class, you know? And uh <laughs> she was like, You just need to read it more. And I feel and I and then I failed that class and then I took it with another teacher and got an A. So I feel like that's what Snape's doing right now. What yeah, in, like
0: To Snape's defense, though, he's the worst yoga instructor possible and all that jazz. But, like, Harry hasn't bought a single T-shirt, and so that's kind of on him. He's not really going to, like, you know, hit that next level until he at least buys a T-shirt. Maybe a CD. You know, a CD of yoga noises. Maybe a T-shirt.
1: Andrew was implying that Snape is running a uh, multi-level marketing scheme (laughs) with uh, some kind of essential oils bullshit and deep breathing exercises.
0: The worst yoga instructors always have fucking shit for sale. They always are like,
2: they're always uh, involved in a multi-level marketing scheme. Yeah. Sorry. I got really distracted by a message from Sam. Shout out to our beloved friend, Sam. I'll answer you later.
0: (laughs) I Um, will say on air.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, Harry's dreaming about the corridor. Like, what do you think?
1: Like, here's my question. Usually I'm, I'm pretty good about picking up on, like, the stupid minutiae of these books because hyperfocus. But okay, has anyone actually explained to Harry at any point that, like, not only can Voldy, like, read his mind, he could potentially, like, put fake shit in there? Has anyone been like, hey, no, this sure. is, okay, yes,
2: yeah, someone no. should have brought that
1: up. Someone yeah. should have
2: fucking brought that up. They're like, don't allow it, and it's like, okay, but like, what if? Yeah, like I literally cannot help what it. Like, are, what do you yeah, recommend? Yeah, like what are
1: what are the actual risks? What should I be on the lookout for in case I can't do this Nobody exactly ever? the way you want? Well, maybe just like no. do it exactly the way that I want, and that won't be a problem, and
2: you won't have to worry about it. Yes, every every caregiver at every turn fails to explain anything to this child and he never learns anything because of it you feel me we haven't
0: taught him anything and he won't learn anything
2: and that is the ADHD experience and that's why I'm fucking
1: saying I, I'm not stealing maybe it's possible that's all I'm saying
2: it's maybe it's possible <laughs> the boy might need Adderall <laughs> he needs something I mean, he needs something don't we all yeah they don't even go to the doctor. Sorry. <laughs> like, uh, they don't do anything do in this they have weed? Monster. Do they have weed? I th- no. Mm. <laughs> I'm thinking about the things that I, because I'm like, I'm like, okay, I take, like, birth control. I have, like, hypertension medication. I take allergy medication. Like, are they, are people in the magical world? Like, are there potions only? What if you're not good at brewing potions? Like, do they have medications? Can you go to, like, a wizard- like a magical pharmacy and get like a file of surely, potions?
1: Surely you must be able to buy pre-prepared potions. Oh yeah. But
2: like how burdensome like I can have like 90 days of my fucking little birth birth control pills in like a little rectangle. But how burdensome to have like a rack of potion. Like little files because they have to be measured out. Or are you going to measure it out anew every night? I'm sorry. I'm so sorry that I'm trimming about I, this
1: right now. <laughs> I mean, I'm picturing a big rack of uh, little potions, and I mean, that's kind of my dream. Not like when lie. I do my
2: Bloody Mary
1: shooters, it's like
2: that in the little files. Uh, yeah. I, don't
0: I, I think a more elegant solution would be a postcoital <laughs> spell of some sort, not a, not a preventative oh, potion. An, av- an like- Avada
2: <laughs> <d'opra>, But like <laughs> for your <laughs> The
1: baby. He
0: just, you gotta I mean, have a like, uh,
1: very uh, precise uh, aim is the only thing. You just gotta
0: banish the semen, that's all.
1: Scourgeify! <laughs> semen a, a No, you can't. No, there's there's like whole pamphlets actually in Saint Mungo's about like using Scourgeify <laughs> on your junk I seem no. Like a good idea. But no. it's just like using soap in a douche. It's just going to throw off your pH and it's gonna make everything worse.
2: <laughs> oh my god. You could
0: summon it out.
2: Okay, so now I know that we need to do like a health and wellness episode of, of our bonus show over on the, the restricted section detention crew. Make Alex do it. Make Alex do it. Okay, that sounds great. <laughs> okay, I must move us on. <laughs> Here he is the stream. He's about to open the door. Ron snorts and wakes him up. Okay, done. Okay. It's, <laughs> okay, well, first of all, I cannot. I'm so sorry. I cannot sleep with a snorer at all. When Sean's snoring, he gets the old puncheroo. I'm like, I've, wake up, you're snoring. I've been known to kick Brooke. It's happened. Oh, Brooke. <laughs> oh, Brooke. We've been on vacation together. <laughs> I did what I, remember, I had to do. I, I'm I'm least scared of Haley out of the two of those people. So when we went on our vacation, I was like, Haley, are you like a big snorer? And you were like, no, it's <laughs> not me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: You must face the dragon if you want this prize.
2: <laughs> oh my God! Um, people, so people snore—that's really normal. But I cannot, absolutely cannot abide it. It's been like a deal breaker with men before. You know, it's like I can't live like this.
0: I see no future here where I get eight hours of sleep, and therefore no future at all.
2: Yeah, my best friend Adrian's a pretty big honk and snorer, but I've learned to swerve that at this point. You know, <laughs> it's like. I'll bunk with anyone except her on the
1: trip. You just don't share a room with, and sometimes you learn that the hard way.
2: (laughs) It's true. Anyway, I love all my friends, whether you snore or not. Okay, Monday morning, (laughs) Harry goes down to breakfast, and there are so many owls for him.
0: The flock, he's regular flock for
2: him. So casually keeping them out of his food and. It says, what's the word that it says, Haley? It says, like, lackadaisically or something, like, really silly like He,
1: like, languidly removes. Languidly. Yeah, yeah, no, I underlined that, because, like, all I can think of is, was it when we talked to Courtney in, uh, uh, book two, when Hagrid had, like, the chicken, he was carrying the chicken, and Court was like, I just want to mention, as someone who used to be a veterinary professional, uh, that, Hagrid is covered in mites, birds are filthy, (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's all I can think about now. Birds are filthy. They are filthy. <laughs> no, it's fine it's fine. I know a bird. He's really nice.
0: I know a bird. I have even, a bird in my even life. Even though
2: even though Zach was like do not put your fingers in there. <laughs> yeah, cuz they're filthy. Um no, it's because he's a biter. Bonker. He's a I'm trying to make it cuter than bite. He's like a little nibbler. Okay, but actually a group of owls is not called a flock. It's called a parliament, which I, I love. I knew that. Yeah, a parliament of owls. Okay, so the leader of parliament, what do they call that person? I think the
1: prime minister. It depends. The prime
2: (laughs) Prime minister of owls (laughs) is holding the quibbler. (laughs) And it has the article that Harry interviewed for. um, All the other owls are from readers of that newspaper that's being delivered this morning. So owls are quick.
0: Well, certain owls are quick. This one that delivered it to him appears to be rather slow compared to the other ones.
2: He's the Prime Minister. He's been slowed
1: down with Prime Minister <laughs> duties.
2: Do you guys remember the first chapter of Half-Blood Prince with the Prime Ministers? Yes! Isn't that such a fun chapter? The two prime, prime Ministers. Yeah. I'm that is a good one. That. That's all I remember of that entire book. The two Prime Ministers and then <laughs> Harry accidentally making out with Jenny in front of Ron. <laughs> Those are the only two things I remember. Anyway. Um, okay, so Listen. There's all these letters from readers of his interview in the Quibbler. Some of them are nice, some of them are mean, and some of them are
0: confused.
2: Yeah, and some of them might have nudes.
0: Yeah, that's implied.
1: Oh, <laughs> yeah. wait, what is that? Uh, Can you read it? Uh, another one who thinks you're barking, said Ron, throwing a crumpled letter over one shoulder. But this one says you've got her conv- converted, and uh, she thinks you're a real hero. She's put in a photograph, too. Wow.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish you guys could see Haley's little head expression when she did that. She looked like she was beholding an unexpected but not altogether unimpressive nude. I like to go in for a little bit of theatrics. <laughs> okay, so Umbridge comes over and look, I'm too many chapters with Umbridge. I'm done with it. I never want to see this bitch again. Toxic relationships, you have to just let some people go. And I understand <laughs> that they go to this school, they go to the school and they are not in a position of, of power to do so. But like damn, I am so sick of Dolores Umbridge being in my fucking life. I'm gonna hold on. Dolores Umbridge, I've been thinking about this dumb fucking bitch since fucking October twelfth, twenty twenty-two, when we first talked about her in the books. <laughs> Uh, yeah it's been a hot uh, minute huh Dolores fucking umbrage comes over and is like what's up in like her horrifying voice what's up that fellow all... kids <laughs>
0: <laughs> hello children it's <laughs> so supposed to be high pitched
2: so then Harry, who does not give a shit anymore at all, is like, "I did this interview in the Quibbler here, bitch." Read
0: my press. He <laughs> just tosses a fucking magazine at
2: her. <laughs> have your people call my people. He does have like two seconds of
1: hesitation, like, "Oh, wish I could avoid this," and then and then decides, like, "Actually,
2: you know what? I didn't Bucket. break a single fucking rule." Yeah. Yet Until there's more rules. <laughs> Children love rules, so she's really doing the right thing by just... She's killing ...doing rules only and nothing else. (laughs) (laughs) By it, Andrew means the spirit of childhood. Yep. (laughs) Okay, so Umbridge bans Harry from Hogsmeade. She takes 50 points from Gryffindor, and she gives him another week's detention. And he doesn't... There's not even one single line that describes his reaction to this because it's like I, it's like we're beyond caring. Remember about the when reaction. that was the
1: biggest fucking
2: deal? Losing fifty points. <gasps> oh yeah, we lost fifty <laughs> whole <laughs> points. In um, Sorcerer's Stone*, when they lose fifty points because of the, was it the troll? It was the dragon. It was they were they were caught up on the uh, oh, the dragon. tower. They,
1: they didn't even get caught with the dragon. They were just punished for being out at night.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, McGonagall was for real, for real with that one. Okay, soon there's another decree posted. Guess what? Anyone who has a copy of the Quibbler is banished. I don't know what does it say. they spelled. <laughs> spelled. <laughs> You're done. <laughs> um, and Hermione is like, and honestly, good for Hermione because Hermione's like, this is like the best thing she could do for us is banning this. Because she's an enemy of everyone at this school. I
1: feel like I've said this, like, possibly in this book, but, like, it's so tragic that Hermione is such a born anarchist when she's so lawful at heart. I get
2: it, though. Because, like, she's, like, she's strategizing. She's a political strategist in this book. It's great. Yeah, she's really good about it. She's doing a lot. Actually, Hermione's doing everything, I realize. Every book. Mm. She's actually doing everything. She could actually completely ditch... Harry and Ron
0: (laughs) at this age, Hermione could quit school and become a magical talent agent and rule the fucking world. Like within three years.
2: She could do everything, anything she wanted to, yeah. and she fucking marries Ronald Weasley and works for the government? Is that right? Is that what she does? I believe
0: so. I'm sure she, she be- do? I'm sure she becomes minister at some point. She. No, that can't be I, right.
1: I know for a fact a that woman. she uh, ends up working for Hell Self Rights on a legislative level, so there's that.
2: Okay, well, that is good. Okay. Everyone's all up buzz about Harry. The teachers are, like, subtly showing support. Um, is it Sprout who he, like, hands her something and she's, like, 20 points to Gryffindor? Yep, it's yeah, it's a watering, watering can. can. Yeah. A watering can. He's like, fuck yeah. Um, that reminds me of my civics teacher in high school. She was like, oh, my God, I love your necklace. And I was like, thanks. I bought it at Kohl's because it was the only place I shopped at the time. And she was like, oh, my God, being a consumer, that's extra credit Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> I, she was a little bonkers. Most civics teachers are. <laughs> Fluid gives him some candy. Yep. Sugar
0: mice.
2: Sugar mice. Cho comes up to him, says how brave he was, holds his hand and kisses his cheek.
1: And also tells him that the uh, article made her cry, which, babe, you know that's not a high bar. Oh, my God. We all know that's not a high bar.
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he's what does he say he like he oh, read it Haley. he was sorry to
1: hear that she'd shed even more tears over it but very glad they were on speaking terms again and even more <laughs> pleased when she gave him a swift kiss on the cheek and hurried off again
2: wow show me a protagonist who does less than harry potter <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i don't know so then Seamus Finnigan also comes up and like they have a similar reconciliation <laughs> with less <laughs> kissing as ostensibly. I'm not sure no, it doesn't go into detail. Or eye contact. <laughs> but Harry's like very happy about it. Yay, I've got my
1: bro back.
0: I love Seamus' little thing about, yeah, I sent a copy to my mom. I think she needs to read this. And it's like just write her a letter, dude. Just write her a letter. It's like,
2: okay. I I, I don't think know. He's doing his best. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I sent this random magazine to my mom. I think that'll change your mind. My mother is not a clever woman. It takes one little well, magazine.
2: Well, maybe he just means he's making his stance known to her. He's like, I stand with my friend. Here's this article. Read it or weep, bitch. <laughs> so Harry Potter goes to bed with a headache. Guess what? He's what? having a he's having a vision. Is it about a door? Um. Well. Is there a door? I don't know, I just wrote down Actually, he, point, he, is, he a... is Lord Voldemort is what I wrote down. Surprise. Is there a door for a moment?
0: No, the door comes later.
1: No,
2: you're right, you're right, you're
1: right. There's okay. uh, there's a dude kneeling in the middle of a room. He just uh, wandered in on something that yes. no one was supposed yes. to see.
2: It was pornography. <laughs> no, it's Lord Voldemort with one of his genuflectors, who is presently genuflecting. Uh... Who is, who is it
0: Rookwood, in this scene?
2: It? It's Rookwood. Okay, I, so. I actually didn't write that down. My whole brain had to try to remember I that. I think it
0: is. Yeah,
2: He's mad at Avery, and Rookwood is like, Avery doesn't even know what he was talking about. I know how you can, like, do this thing, Wink.
0: He's like, oh, my God, let me tell you. I'm the person you should have been dealing with, because I'm your yeah. besty, best little man.
2: He's been trying to send in, like, randos to the Department of Mysteries, but, like, but it seems like none of them could have done it, you know? So we were talking about, um, in the last episode, we heard about Sturgis Pod... No. Yeah, Sturgis Podmore. Roderick, no. Broderick Bode and Sturgis Podmore. No. Last episode was only Broderick Bode. And then it was like three or four episodes that we were talking about. Maybe up to ten episodes. I'm actually not keeping track. Though we were talking about Sturgis Podmore. Last episode, I was like, I feel like there was two guys, but the only one I can think of right now is Broderick Bode. But Sturgis Podmore is included in that list. They're trying to send in people to get the thing, but they can't get the thing. Guess what? It's the prophecy that has Harry Potter's name on it, and apparently like only Harry Potter or Lord Voldemort, right? Or Neville. No. Technically, either Harry Potter or Lord Voldemort. Okay, because it's like Harry Potter question mark, right? Because it could be Neville. Yeah, true. What yeah. if Neville? What, what if Neville tried to take it down and it worked? Oh my god.
0: Then he would have. Well, no.
2: Mm. Okay. Because no,
0: Voldemort marked no. Because Voldemort <laughs> marked Harry. That's part of the prophecies. He chose. Okay. Okay. Of, okay. And so.
2: Well, we'll get there. We don't know anything about a prophecy yet. Don't ask me to remember. Currently,
1: we <laughs> just think it's a weapon, which is the most useless fucking misdirect in the history of literature. Not really,
2: but in the history <laughs> of this book series. <laughs> yeah. And then, Voldy Harry looks in the mirror, and Harry is like, No! No, I'm Voldy! And then he wakes up, and it's like three minutes later. Oh, Miss Gina! My, <laughs> <genome>. my <scar> <laughs> <hurts>. <laughs>
0: Damn it, I have to go back to sleep.
2: <laughs> Ron has like just come in for the night, and Harry's like tangled up in his bed
0: things. And
1: Ron's untangling him and it's really cute. Oh, and Ron's all traumatized. Like, is it dad? Is it the snake again? Yeah.
0: <laughs> who died?
1: Tell me
2: who died. But like, how reassuring for Harry to wake up to Ron, you know, and like nobody else is there yet. That's Very reassuring. Yes. If, if I was having a moment and I came to and like one of my bestest friends was there, I would be like, Thank God, anything could happen to me now.
0: Uh, am I Voldemort? I don't want to be Voldemort. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, um, the next morning they like tell Hermione about it. Hermione's the one who's like, Bode, surges, Broderick, Bode, Sturgis, Podmore. It's all coming together just like I did like two minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> But then Hermione is like, Harry, you shouldn't have seen any of this and just ignore it. My notes say, and he needs to do. And that's the end of what my notes.
0: Yeah. Hermione is basically turning to Harry right now and going, calm down. Calm down.
2: It's It has to be infuriating. I, like, it has to be absolutely infuriating this is, to hear this. This is yet another moment where I'm like... ADHD
1: vibes just a little bit of like you should know this by now you shouldn't even be doing this right now like I'm good like thank you for telling me but also I'm going to punish you for telling me
2: fuck you (laughs) quote the week did not improve as it progressed
0: (laughs) (laughs) I didn't realize this book was written in 2020 sorry
2: there's a smash cut and Joanne oh I'm sorry I forgot I just learned today her name is JK Rowling
0: oh shit fuck
2: Right, 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 well, right. I right. feel
0: embarrassed.
2: She drops this in Meteorize and she doesn't even use a dramatic section break. <laughs> At least my version didn't have a dramatic section break. That's very. Mine doesn't either. It's very common in like YA middle grade books to like have a dramatic section break. There's
1: a lot of trailing off with ellipses in this chapter. Oh my too. God. I stop, don't know. I cannot
2: oh my God, here's the thing. Every single time you ever write an ellipses in your life, ask yourself, why did I write down these ellipses? If you wrote down that ellipses because you are too lazy to type the rest of what you are going to say, that's a good reason to use ellipses. If you're using an ellipsis to end a sentence, That should be a period. I'm not here to negotiate. I cannot with the ellipses. So many people in their first drafts that they send me, ellipses, ellipses, ellipses.
0: But how else do I use the words, or how else do I avoid using the words they trailed off?
1: I'm trying to remember what episode of uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine you should be putting a uh, bit of dialogue in here of Captain Holt saying,
3: Apparently that's a trigger for me. Yeah, apparently. Apparently.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so it's Harry, he's failing at occlumency. Andrew, can you pronounce that word for me? Occulumency. People keep doing this thing. Where they put an extra U in there. It's like spelled like O C C L U M E N C Y. Yeah. Everyone puts an extra U in there. Haley, what do you say? i my mom always said occlumency.
1: I said, okay. passing the buck to mother. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I still want to get your mom on the pod, Haley. I am trying
1: to remember mm-hmm. to bring my mm-hmm. thing so she can at least record a bonus episode. Mm-hmm.
3: Microphone. Microphone, that, that one. It's called.
2: <laughs> okay, we'll work on it. We'll work on it. They're like penetrating each other's minds back and forth. I swear to God, that is the book's language. Um, I <laughs> Like they said that language. I'm sorry, JK Rowling said that language Harry's in trouble when Snape sees a memory in his head that was actually Voldemort's right the one the dream from last night
1: well Harry sees a couple of Snape's memories and then Snape gets pissy about it and then sees the Voldemort memory because he Mm. was like hey fuck you small child (laughs) (laughs) I get it
0: only I get to invade your deepest thoughts and fears and scariest memories okay and then not change my
1: opinion about you after clearly seeing that you were abused anyway
2: I just feel like the student teacher relationship should be preserved at all costs and being like deeply mentally intimate with one another is like not in the pursuit of preserving that relationship.
0: Yeah. What's the Professor X problem? It's like. I I am actually
2: not familiar with. Is that Teen Titans? Just kidding. I know.
3: (laughs) I'm not familiar with X Men at all.
0: For just a second, (laughs) you genuinely had me. Well, no, but like there's a big thing. Like if you ever actually think about. His power, like it's really fucked up that he just invades his characters' minds because all of his characters are fucking kids. Children. Yeah. I
2: actually did recently watch Teen Titans go to the movies because Nicolas Cage voiced as a character in that movie. <laughs> what? Yeah. Superman, actually. Can you fucking believe it? Coming and- Superman. Uh, what, what, what? Absolutely not. Superman? He was
0: actually
2: straight was- up Superman.
0: He was going to play Superman back in the day, too.
2: Back he, in what he was, day? He was going to play a lot of characters that yeah. you don't want to know about like Oricorn. We don't. No, I know about, about that, that. I know about
0: that. That's that's nuts,
1: but I know about it. Superman?
0: Yeah, Kevin Smith was actually the one who wrote the script for it and then it ended up getting scrapped, but the big scene that the producer fought for was that he wanted Superman to fight a giant spider at the end of the movie. And that oh same producer Oh my god, producer, I remember the
2: story. That same
0: producer the next year came out with a movie called Wild Wild West.
2: Ah. Uh. <laughs> uh. Which features a giant spider. Nick
0: Cage was signed on, and apparently, I I can't remember if you can find him or not. But apparently, he did uh, costuming pictures with the uh, Superman suit on. It does. Those are in the
2: show notes if they exist. If
0: they exist, if I I remember seeing them, but I could be wrong. Please
2: God, let them exist. So Snape comes at Harry again. Harry manages to cast Protego, and then he goes into Snape's memory.
0: Whoa! (gasps) Plot twist.
2: It's not, spoiler alert, it's not good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Shit's rough.
2: <laughs> it's rough back there. Okay, they try again. Now he's in the Department of Mysteries, and the door opens, and there's a weird circular room on the other side. And then Snape is like, what the fuck was that?
0: Uh, n- nothing. Nothing. What
2: the fuck was that that I just saw in your stupid brain?
0: Harry completely reacts like a kid who had, like, porn found in their room. Like, or no, you know, you know, the clip where the guy, the guy's mom opens up the box and he's like, I think it's an Xbox controller. And she opens it up and it's a bong. Have you all seen that clip? No, no. but
1: that's fantastic.
0: It's, it's the same energy that Harry has here. Cause Snape's like, what was that? And he's like, I, I don't, what even, <laughs> what even is a memory? I, I don't know what you're talking about.
2: <laughs> okay. So he, he, they're fighting they're bitch fighting. Harry's like, why do you call Voldemort the Dark Lord when only the Death Eaters do that? And then there's a scream. It, like,
1: like that. This is the This is the kind of shit <laughs> that makes me wonder like, how big or not big is this
2: castle actually? Like, you're in the dungeon and you heard someone scream from the foyer? It's from, I think, Filch's office and Snape's office that they do hear a couple things up in the entrance hall. So I almost feel like both Filch's office and Snape's office are like at the top of the dungeons. You know what I mean? Like right by easy access to everything. All right. That's
0: possible. Um, Can I give you another theory? What? J.K. Rowling's really bad at writing. Okay. Well. (laughs) And doesn't consistently keep the size of the castle the same.
2: Have we circled back to calling her... By her actual literal name. <laughs> <I don't care. laughs>
0: now we're just uh, because, being now we're just
2: being shitty about it because her na- as a reminder her name is J.K. Rowling.
0: Josephine. It feels bad coming out
2: of my Rowling. mouth. Like I want to just do a joke rolling, right? Her name, just a joke, just a
0: joke rolling. <laughs> I, I, a I'm joke a fan rolling. of that.
2: Okay, should we call her J.J.R. <laughs> 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 I'm down.
0: That's too close to J.R.R. <laughs> I don't think we should. Uh, no, J.J.R.
1: is totally different. This will cause no problems that I can foresee.
2: Anyway, tell us what you think we should call this woman. I'll do anything at this point. Hit us up on Twitter or tell me in the Discord because you should be a part of the Discord. La la. Faisal money. Were those words? Patreon. Absolutely not. <laughs> Okay.
0: Runaway train never go back. Okay, there's a
2: scream. (laughs) Haley, do a scream. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Haley. Knowing what's about to to come. That is about the worst (laughs) (laughs) scream.
1: I don't scream.
2: If you need need help, you need a better scream
1: than that. (laughs) I don't scream, man. I don't like I (laughs) you've heard, okay, there was There was one time there was a windstorm. We'd all gotten alerts on our phones. I live on the second floor. There's a myrtle tree out front. And it's, like, just kind of going sideways across my balcony. And Mm -hmm. I'm, like, filming it while it's, like, at its worst. And, like, it's kind of lunging across the top of the roof. And there's this murmur where I just go, oh, dear God. (laughs) Which was me in a moment of genuine, like, oh, no, I'm scared and I send it to the group chat and everyone else is just laughing about my quote unquote calm oh dear god <laughs> oh dear <laughs> so all I'm saying is it's not that I don't get alarmed I just don't make noises about it
2: <laughs> there's an episode of Bob's Burgers where they're in peril they're in quicksand actually to be specific and Tina and Louise are like ah ah uh, I can't but I'll add gestures ah uh, that's that's me and Sean trying to get the attention of a crowd at a party I I don't know how many times in my life I've whispered to Sean she can't hear your little voice babe (laughs) yep it's drunk Trelawney being kicked out so I feel like the scream that they hear is like Trelawney has already been like thrown into the main hall and like Umbridge, like, sends, like, one of her suitcases out after her, like, aggressively with magic. And I feel like Trailani's like... That is implied. It's implied. So I feel like Trailani's like, ah! And, like, backs away from it because she's kind of shit-faced and scared for her life bodily, you know? Mm. We've all been there. Snape, Snape and Harry, like, both rush up to the Great Hall. Like, everything's over. We're just seeing what this is now. Trelawney, she's drunk. She has a bottle of sherry in her hand. I'm going to add her to the drunk teacher count. She is being fired and kicked out of the castle and there's a lot of onlookers and no one at the beginning is helping her at all. She's just like in the middle of a circle having her life ruined,
0: ruined. And to, like, do this in front of the kids is the fucked up part. That, that's, like,
2: Yes, it's, just like, nothing. so over the top. The, it's, like, humiliating. I,
0: I am. I am. I have never hidden the fact that I'm not a fan of Trelawney, but that's just fucked up. Like, it's just
2: not how you treat someone at all. That's not how you treat, like, literal human beings. It,
0: it's a little person trying to make a show of force. It's, exactly, it's somewhat, and it's, like, yeah.
2: by picking off the weakest link at this school. Yep. Yeah, that's how they do it. Hagrid comes next, but, like, only with, like, a backup army in the middle of the night.
1: They do it in the middle of the night because they're actually scared of Hagrid. This is a little person trying to make herself feel big. Exactly.
2: Okay, McGonagall goes to comfort Trelawney, and she's like, you're not going to have to leave. And Emperor's just like, oh, she won't? (laughs) How so? (laughs) <laughs> and then Dumbledore shows up, and it's like kind of dramatic. It's kind of cool. Of course, we're it's dramatic. In, we're mad at him. He's we're coming mad at uh, him.
1: He's coming in from outside. No one knows what he was doing outside. He's just arriving in the nick of time, framed by the open doors that he leaves open behind him because it's his castle. They'll close when he fucking says they close. <laughs> Drama.
2: Do you think that he was in the woods? Okay, so it's Viren's. Okay, do you think he was in the woods talking to the centaur? And then he was like, he like heard something or sent something and he was like, I need to start walking back to the school now, like 15 minutes ago. Do you think that's what?
0: I think Dumbledore knows a lot about what comes into his castle. And I think that when that letter was sent that said that, you know, it was time to fire Trelawney or that she got the permission to fire or whatever. I think Dumbledore knew and immediately knew he had to fill the position. So he probably oh, had this... So he went right he, down. He would, he would have known that this was coming, right? Like, okay. he knew that this was something that was going to happen. So I think...
2: He, and he happened to get back to the school at the exact right moment just because of the drama. I f-
1: like, that's kind of the thing. Because, like, no, I <laughs> yeah. like I think you're right, Andrew, but, like, the timing is kind of the question. Because, like, <laughs> did, so he, did he talk to friends, like, before this and was like, all right, you just, right. like, hang out near yep. the castle and, like... I will let you know when it's time that we we're going to go gonna deep di-
2: into the woods and <laughs> be like, I need to, I have a proposition Well, like, isn't
1: Firenze kind of like fucked up also from like getting the shit kicked out of him by the other centaurs yeah, for coming to work right? for Dumbledore. So like, like that, no, the, the timeline is a very legitimate question because like how far in advance did Dumbledore know? And like how much, how much like scrambling has he been doing behind the scenes to make this whole scene pull itself off?
2: Well, okay, so it's probably, if Umbridge was going to fire someone, which seemed likely she would, she would go for the easiest one, who is definitely Trelawney. So I feel like maybe Dumbledore has been ready for this inevitability for a long time. Yeah. He went to talk to Firenze, or maybe like the centaurs, because there's, is Firenze the one who helped Harry in the first book? Yes. Yeah. All right, so maybe they have a special friendship, but- I feel like they were both ready for this, and I feel like Friends has been living by himself near the castle waiting to be needed. Because yeah. you're right, that it looked like he had been beat up, but not all of that could have happened this evening. Right. Or the timing is bad, because J.K. Rowling is a bad writer.
0: That is always a possibility. It's
2: always a possibility. It's definitely not always the answer, for sure. Sometimes there's, like, a perfectly good answer. But we can't forget that that is an option at every
0: turn. Well, and to be honest, as much... I don't think Dumbledore would have foreseen Umbridge's method of firing Trelawney. I don't think even he would have predicted that she would do it in such a disgusting a really
2: way. Really rude way. Yeah, I, I, I think he probably
0: could have foreseen it being public, but I don't think he foresaw it being disgusting.
2: Yeah. And it's so really bad.
0: I, I wouldn't put it past him to have prepared so that he could gather for ends quickly. But as far as like the exact you know, moment, I, I think you'd have to just chalk that up to, like, coincidental timing. Mm,
1: okay. Because, like, friends definitely got the shit kicked out of him recently.
0: I wouldn't be surprised if Dumbledore was, like, looking out for a... Because, like, let's be honest. There's no way that Umbridge goes all the way to the Owry, right? So, like, she definitely has house elves go and get her the the mail. Mm-hmm. So I'm willing to bet if, if, if my headcanon would be, or my no prize would be that Dumbledore told the house elves, like, when something comes from the ministry for Umbridge, let me know. Mm-hmm. And that's when he went out to get forens, And then in the time that it took for him to go gather forens is the time that it took for them to get to the Great Hall.
1: Well, you know, Andrew, now that you bring that up, that would have been a fantastic uh, opportunity to let the house elves be contributing characters with their own storyline.
0: Can- too Wait, bad. Also, hold on. One thing about that, too. Can we all recognize that the house elves who control and monitor and clean all these dorms, they don't fucking snitch. Not a single kid gets expelled for having a quibbler. They'd know. They'd know every single kid that <laughs> had one. And oh not God, a single motherfucker Dumbledore. is a... No, they're that...
2: loyal to Dumbledore. Just like every other idiot in this fucking book series.
0: <laughs> but they ain't snitches, is the I was point. Gonna say, I'm, just, I'm just imagining that they're not snitches, man. House elves be real. They don't, they don't fucking snitch. Mm.
2: Okay, so Professor and McGonagall takes Trelawney by the arm. Flewik gets her luggage and they all, as like a show of force, as like the leadership of Hogwarts, take her upstairs back to her room at Dumbledore's orders. Yes. Umbridge is like, I kicked out your fucking divination teacher, bitch. And Dumbledore's like, cool, I got a teacher. And Umbridge is like, I don't think you understand. I kicked out your teacher. That means I get to do a teacher. And he's like, no, you get to do a teacher if I don't do a teacher right away who's good and qualified. So guess what? Quote, Harry
0: heard hoofs." <laughs> I'm familiar with the law, Umbridge. I helped write it.
2: <laughs> uh, what a good line. That's a, I mean, that's just, a, that, that's just yeah.
0: fun. Yeah, that, that's what he did. He, he outmaneuvered her because of the wording of the law, which is very specific. Yeah, love it. it's,
2: yeah it, we love not that. Not a lot of people
1: know this about uh, Dumbledore, but at one point in like, the in-between times between like schooling and uh, being a teacher, he actually got an English degree. Um,
2: yeah,
0: Oxford. <laughs> Oxford English degree.
2: Of course Oxford. The hooves, they belong to Fire Ends. Yep.
0: Can I just ask? centaurs are anatomically horses yeah right
2: yeah just a big swing and tick in this in the high school is that what you're about to say yeah <laughs> i feel like
1: okay here's the uh, no here's the thing about horses though is that like they're not always like that like it's mostly just like when they pee or when they bang so all he has to do
0: is okay. hold it okay <laughs> Because I was just, I was just concerned. No, it's I just like, feel like when there would still be a big honk. Well,
1: well, no, like if you've seen like a regular horse, like you don't regularly see horses walking around looking like they got five legs, and that's for a reason. Like <laughs> when okay. when it's all tucked, tucked away, up. it's all tucked away. You kind of can't
2: tell. Interesting.
1: It's okay. only when they are using it that it uh, turns into a garden hose.
2: Yeah, humans' dongles don't tuck always so good which i think is a design flaw on our part it is a, I, I absolutely agree when you look at those things you're like whoa it just looks <laughs> unsafe that's all i'm saying <laughs> okay i have a note to myself to circle back to the title mm-hmm. seen and unforeseen what was the thing that was seen
0: because umbridge has her shitty little line here about like you're so bad at uh, as a seer that you couldn't, or uh, I know that you can't uh, actually see anything. But uh, how could you not see this coming? Just from not your uh, okay, that kind so of that's improvement the, or whatever.
2: So that's what the unforeseen. is. Yeah,
0: is the the firing being the unforeseen. well? What is what's seen?
2: the shit well, no, that the, the Harry, firing? Yeah,
1: I think the stuff that's seen is the shit that Harry keeps seeing
0: yeah. that he's not oh, supposed Harry to be seeing.
1: Seeing it, it's something. yeah, it's not the best, the and best of the analogies.
2: Un- And then Unforeseen is... Is Trelawney not foreseeing her own... Not foreseeing. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. I'm glad I circled back to the title. We're doing great.
0: Yay.
2: Andrew, did you have any last words about the chapter? We're at the end here. No. Okay, cool. Haley, what about you? (laughs) (laughs) Not really about
1: the chapter, just uh, I did have something of an epiphany last night, uh, kind of reading up to this point that I think the reason the last two books, and, like, a lot of this book also don't work as well as the first few, is that, like a lot of franchised series, it starts off as, like, a fun thing with, like, characters exploring this interesting, cool world. Uh And then, a little more than halfway through, it gets way too into the lore, and kinda lets the characters be caricatures of themselves. And I think that happened with Harry Potter.
2: I think... I think that's why book six is the way that it is, and dude, I don't remember any of it. Exactly, I'm excited to get to it. Yeah. I would love to read that instead of this, though, honestly. Mm.
1: <laughs> but uh, no, that's those are those are my only thoughts. I just thought I'd share since uh, since it occurred to me.
2: Okay, cool. Let's do plugs. Andrew, what have you been watching or reading or listening to lately that you think our listeners would enjoy?
0: I think. Our listeners would enjoy BB because I have become obsessed with BB. She's fucking amazing. It's a Korean R and B slash rapper, R and B artist slash rapper. Mm-hmm. This is not K pop. It's not K pop. Okay. Um, she does these like music videos for her most recent album that are just they're they're like short films that are just dark and moody and amazing in every way. So I highly recommend just look up like B.B. Vengeance is the first one. You'll be able to just jump around from there. But she's just awesome.
2: Thank you. Wonderful. I always need more music to listen to, like all day long while I work from home. You know what I mean? Yeah. Haley, what are you plugging today? Hello, I'm Haley. Um, I (laughs) am Haley.
1: I am Haley. I'm a, I'm a podcaster. Um, I'm not a I'm not a podcaster. One, I'm not. A, I'm, one I am not a podcaster. I'm on a podcast, and there's a key difference um i tried to teach her how to edit but she would to listen the difference
0: is editing <laughs> <laughs> she
2: wouldn't listen well
1: uh, you didn't tell me what time the lesson was and i slept through
2: it sorry uh, Oh my god that was so long ago but you're right that's exactly what happened that was literally <laughs> like three or four years ago <laughs> i know
1: I- i've told you i've told you ridiculous memory for absolutely useless things anyway i'm plugging uh, love pop Okay. It is a uh, stationary website. They make uh, pop-up cards or uh, paper flower bouquets. They're pretty damn affordable, especially compared to like actual flowers. Uh, and if you want to pay an extra couple of bucks, uh, they'll print out like a message for you on a card and send it to the person of your choice. Whether that's a family member or, you know, a political figure that you want to be passive-aggressive to is up to you. I used it for the latter, but I'm also planning to use it for the former. So, love, Pop. Okay,
2: wonderful.
0: <laughs> I've used it for this, but I'm excited to try it for that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I've been your host, Christina. You know where to find me. And today I'm going to plug fucking Of the Eldest Gods They just came back for their season four last week. They're starting book four of the Percy Jackson series, Battle of the Labyrinth, which is a really, really, really fun book, if you ask me. (laughs) They're all really great, but I think each one gets kind of better. So, anyway, if you don't already listen to The Eldest Gods and you like Percy Jackson, you should fucking listen to it. And maybe you'll even hear my voice in the next one to three weeks.
0: What?
2: (laughs) What? Thanks, guys, for... Doing this episode. I love and appreciate you both so much. We love and appreciate you as
1: well, <laughs> especially when I'm a little fucked up and Andrew gets to deal
2: with us. Yay! <laughs> yeah, special shout out to Andrew. We warned him about the margaritas, though, like I, six I hours did, ago. I,
0: I knew. I knew what I was getting into. <laughs> he,
1: was, he was a consensual uh, uh, designated podcast driver.
2: <laughs> <laughs> And that's the end of the episode. Woohoo. Bye. That's, that's literally how the episodes end these days. <laughs> Great. Love nice. that for you. That's it, Potheads. Thanks for listening to the Restricted section. This podcast is produced and hosted by me, Christina Kahn. Our theme music was produced by Ryan Kahn. Our logo was designed by Michael Hardison. Please connect with us on Twitter at RestrictedPod on Instagram at Restricted Section Pod, on Facebook at Restricted Section Pod, or in our Facebook group, The Restricted Section Detention Crew. Join our Patreon to get access to our Discord server, our bonus episodes, and other cool perks. We're also very happy to be a member of Deus Ex Media, where all you fucking nerds can find all kinds of fandom podcasts to suit your fancy. This season on Of the Oldest Gods,
1: we make our way through the maze of... Labyrinth. Yeah, Labyrinth, whatever. And we tell you all about the next book in the Percy Jackson and the Olympian series. And explain the context as we go along. So, the whole stuck in a maze thing is just a gimmick for this book, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, sure, Ray. Uh, hey, 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 Charlie, where the fuck are we? Only you can save us from the Labyrinth by listening to our podcast. Hello. I think Dumbledore's uh, bottom for sure. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because he's frail. No, no, he just has obviously. Line. What's his name? What's his name? <laughs> Johnny
1: Depp. Uh, oh, no. Grindelwald. Grindelwald. Grindelwald is obviously a top.